Welcome to VP Leadership Podcast, where real leaders are made. I'm your host, Bill Purvis, and today's episode is our third installation of our series, Back They Blue. I've got a special guest today named Officer Kevin Baldwin. Kevin's a great friend of mine. He's also served in our police force for over 25 years. He spent most of his time in law enforcement on the motor squad. He's got some real interesting stories that you're going to hear, things that he's gone through. And I want to talk about that today with you. In fact, we're going to learn a lot about the wrecks he's been in, the people he's met, how he became a believer in Christ, which was really incredible. And um, a lot of the things that that you probably don't know about police officers and what they're like behind the scene, what they have to deal with. So this is going to be fun for us. Looking forward to it. Let's get started. Hey, Kevin, I want to welcome you today and tell you that I'm glad you're here. And uh, we go back a little ways now and had some good experiences together. I am grateful for what you are and what you do. And uh, right now we're doing this kind of podcast thing called Back the Blue, where we've had some people, friends that you know, David, Josie, and and uh, Bill and Don Tooney and some others that that are sharing about their life. And for some of the listeners here, of course, they don't, they, they're going to learn now that you're, you're in uh, law enforcement and uh, – and have had a lot of good experiences there as well. And we're friends. And and uh, just just from your perspective, a lot of stuff we'll talk about, just what you've learned and all that. So let me ask you right off the bat, how long you, how long have you been at the Columbus Police Department? I've been with the Columbus Police Department for 25 years. Okay. Now, you were on the motorcycle division for a while, right? That's correct. Um, I started out in patrol, and then I tra- or was um, transferred to the um, traffic division, which is a specialized unit. Mm-hmm. The police department and spent 15 years over there. Now, did you know how to ride a motorcycle before you did it? Yeah, I kind of grew up. My dad taught me how to ride a motorcycle mm-hmm. when I was about eight years old. Um, mm-hmm. I had dirt bikes and mm-hmm. just rode from there. Yeah, I had dirt bikes too. I understand the feeling there. That's, right. Yeah, it somehow that gets in your blood. And you, you can't just define it, but it's you know it it it's an enjoyable experience. Um, let me ask you this. I guess riding, doing, doing from motorcycle, that's a that's a little better or more fun, I think, than being in the car, isn't it? Oh, yes, it yeah. is. It's, it's the best job in law enforcement. Yeah, yeah, because you can go where you want quickly, and, and you got constant air conditioning and all the rest. Correct. So that, now, right. Have you ever had any high-speed chases on that? Well, no, not on the motorcycle, <laughs> no. Um, they would never allow us to chase on the motorcycle, yeah. um, considering, you know, two wheels versus four wheels. Yeah. There's not a lot of, I guess. Um, surrounding right you know not much you could do if you caught them huh correct yeah yeah that's crazy now the uh have you ever pulled over anybody that was a routine traffic stop we hear about that all the time and all of a sudden it becomes something that uh maybe the person was uh you know under under surveillance or had created a problem or whatever was uh should have been arrested was free you ever caught somebody that you said wow that was an accident but yeah, I've had some interesting traffic stops. I, I tell uh, a story. Yeah, tell it. Um, there was this one guy I stopped, uh, and for whatever reason, he gave me his license, and mm-hmm. we're engaged in a conversation, mm-hmm. and then just suddenly he takes off. Uh-huh. And what's really crazy about it, like three months later, I stopped mm-hmm. the same guy, and he did the same thing. Uh-uh. Yeah, right, <laughs> and it, I, I just didn't understand that. <laughs> yeah, he has, he has a way to just give you your license and gone. Huh? Just took off. Yeah. That's that. Now the uh, the how about uh, in weather was that was a, ever a problem? Well, see, yeah, that's that's one thing with um, being in traffic. You're either hot in the summer or you're cold in the winter. Yeah. So it's kind of like a to me. It was I described it as being self motivation. Mm-hmm. Um, 
you gotta want to do it. Um, yeah, you, you could either come in there and get on the motorcycle, mm-hmm. or come in there and check out a car in the winter time. Right, either gonna be hot or cold. Yeah, but I mean, it's fun. There's so much. There was so so much freedom out mm-hmm. there, and I met a lot of great people. Even on traffic yeah. stops, um, it wasn't always about issuing citations. Mm-hmm. Um, it was always about listening, trying to understand um, what people were going through. Um, mm-hmm. You know, some people just have bad days and don't pay attention to what they're doing. Right. But um, one of my biggest or favorite spots when I did traffic in the city was um, mm. right down here at the school zone, River Road. Uh-huh. I would always work that area. And also Armour Road was mm-hmm. one of my favorite places. Right. And um, it's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I would think. Now, that, now, what got you into law enforcement? Well, I, I really don't know. I, I um, Growing up, uh, of course, out of high school, I went to college, um, kind of wasn't serious about college, mm-hmm. so I kind of stopped. Then I went back to college, right. got my degree, and I thought about the military, mm-hmm. and I was kind of like, I guess, at the crossroads. I didn't know yeah. what I wanted to do. Right. Um, I thought about being a school teacher, mm-hmm. um, physical education, mm-hmm. and then um, for some reason... Um, I applied with the Columbus Police Department, and I've been with them ever since. How about that? Well, you've done good. Got a great reputation with everybody on it. I, I, I know that, and uh, and that's and that's you know, has it ever been dangerous for you? You almost had some wrecks out there, or anything like oh, that. Oh yes, um, I, I've been involved in. Um, when I was in traffic, I was involved in two accidents. I can remember when I went over there in '99. Prior to going over there, I had not gone through the advanced motorcycle course. Mm-hmm. So I basically started um, riding or training with an officer. Right. So they released me on my own like five days um, after riding with this officer. And I mm-hmm. thought I had pretty good motorcycle skills. Right. And um, I got a call one day. I was going down Buena Vista Road. Um, a little white car pulled out in front of me, mm-hmm. um, hit me, um, oh. threw me over into the westbound lane, broke my arm. Um yeah. Broke my um, toes and my right foot. Okay. Um, got a lot of um, scars in the top of my forehead from yeah. that. And, um, but that was one incident. And then yeah. I, for whatever reason, I, I felt like riding a motorcycle was like falling off a horse. Mm-hmm. I was hurt pretty bad in that accident, but I every time I would, or I would always get back on it. Right. So, and I had another wreck several years later. Mm-hmm. Um, I got hit on Winton Road by right. a car trying to pull over a vehicle. Whoa. How bad was that? Uh, that one wasn't too bad. I was more kind of like banged up, concussion right. type of stuff. Uh, yeah. Nothing major. You find out that steel in those cars don't move, though, don't they? No, it does not. <laughs> yeah, does you not. know what's crazy is two people, most people don't look out for motorcycles. Yeah, know? that's true. Yeah. I, I mean, I know myself when I drive up to a stoplight, I look and I'm looking for a car or truck. And I may almost go and then say, "Whoa, whoa! There's a there's a there's a car, or a motorcycle there." And uh, and my brother-in-law, a while back down in Florida, a real congested area, he said, uh, "Why don't you ride my?" He had a Harley he just bought. Ride it. So I got on it and said, "Okay, it's been a long time." And I was down in that community with all these old people that can't see, and and they're really they just drive reckless. And I, I said, man, if I make it back alive, it's going to be crazy because everywhere you go, they're pulling out in front of you yeah. and trying to run over in your lane. Yeah. And so I said, you got to have eyes in the back of your head to be able to come home safe. On that's right. Things. That's true. Yeah, that's crazy. That's, that's true. Well, the, uh, the thing, too, that I also know this, your your story, your Christian story, how you how you came to God and uh, and then what happened, you know, when you when you first got on the church property as well. And, and I understand 
I've heard from several people, you got to hear Kevin's story. They right. said it, he came from that outside, not interested to where he is today. Right. And so I've never heard it, so I'd like to hear it. All so, right. so, what, what, so we started um, back here in 99 uh, uh -huh. and doing the traffic. And pretty much I worked outside for probably up to – 2003 maybe 2005 right and then i got to come inside um to work the um plain clothes detail yeah so you were working at the church on the weekends correct and uh as as traffic control for us traffic control yep and then they they said can you come inside and do security right? correct okay right and so um you know for, i would sit there and listen mm -hmm. to the the sermons or the service right and I always felt like I was missing something or something was um, missing out of my life. Right. Uh, I went through a, a difficult time at one point in my life. Mm -hmm. um, I guess I can say a, a really bad divorce. Yeah, yeah. And um, I have have a son. Mm -hmm. um, it, it wasn't pleasant. It wasn't right. applicable yeah. at first. And um, I would always um, listen to what you were preaching about and mm -hmm. but I, I would never um i had too much pride mm -hmm. to accept or come forward and accept christ right and um just for like days and years i, I mean or days i was thinking about that and mm -hmm. and you just kept talking the whole time mm -hmm. i felt like you was looking at me right um, when you was offering an invitation and like there was one saturday i almost mm -hmm. stepped out and came forward mm -hmm. and um that Sunday, I said, "Well, I'm going to go forward," and I went mm -hmm. forward, and um, it felt like uh, like a just a million pounds were wow. was lifted off of my body wow. when I accepted That's, Christ, and I, I just I never knew what I was missing. Yeah, and the whole yeah. time I I didn't have God. Yeah, I didn't know God. Yeah, and um, I would tell people in church, you know, a, a lot of people think you have to come to church to be a certain person, or mm -hmm. you, you have to do such and such. And I always listen to what you always said, Pastor Bill. Once one of the most famous quotes I remember you saying is, it don't cost anything to be nice to people. Mm -hmm. That's right. And I imply that in my life. Yeah. I try to always be nice to people. Yeah. But people think that you don't, that you have to come to church for a reason. You just kind of yeah. worship. And, yeah. and like you said, God loves you. Yes. If nobody loves you, right. God loves you. That's right. That's right. In fact, that's why Jesus hung out with sinners. You know, right. the crazy thing is that it was the religious people that crucified him. And so right. he wanted to hang out with the real people. And real, you know, I, I have this philosophy that, you know, you come as you are. Right. You know, you don't have, we don't have a dress code. Right. We don't have all these rules. Come as you are because God loves you and God created you. And, and uh, but, but I think that's great that what's crazy is that it was like God orchestrated the whole thing. Right. Like put you in the place where you happen to be on the property and then you got to know people and right. then got inside and, and, and he was kind of inching you up, sneaking up on you a little bit. And then you're hearing the word and then there came today the that, that suddenly he said, okay, I got to step over. Right. Um, Kevin, I, I'm grateful that you did because – I mean, from that day forward, I, I have watched you. I trust you. I, I feel our people are safe. Uh, I've just watched how people love you, and and your testimony is powerful. Um, I, I I look at at uh, and also I look to you as a friend. And the interesting thing is, we're of different races, and so the people we watch on video, and yet you're my brother, right. and that's what I love. And uh, and I 
I, let me ask that just along the lines that because right now these days everything's called racism. You know, I mean, just and they've almost they've almost made the word not have the impact right. that it should have. And and racism is is one of the most horrible sins. In fact, I always said racism is a sin problem, not a skin problem. And and so that's the 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 deal. But uh, from your perspective, I mean that that's so. Uh, you know, that's one of those touchy issues that everybody nowadays can be accused at and suddenly there's no argument or whatever. But isn't it, wouldn't you say that, that coming to God suddenly takes down all those, those barriers and, and allows different races to become one? That's true. That's, yeah. that's great. It does. Yeah. Right. And it, and, and, it, and it just makes, it takes down the walls. Right. And, uh, now, do you ever experience much racism? Because we're in the South. Do you ever get much of that here? No. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I've had incidents in the past. I mean, it just sort of like isolated. I mean, yeah. I, I, I've never like really experienced. Most, most people here are, are loving in the community. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, you know, I actually met my wife here. And, yeah. And we're different from different races. Yeah. yeah. And, and she's um, awesome, too. Her name is Trish, and she's yeah, fabulous. Patricia Lynn. Yeah. She, she's a sweet, sweet lady. Yes. And, um, We've never experienced that, mm-hmm. um, but I just wow. think um, some people now accept it because mm-hmm. you know, like things change. Yeah, you know yeah. the world has changed. Yeah, and I, I'm glad it is. I hope that that'll be. I hope that one day even that topic will be in the past. Right. That it'll be that that suddenly that that it's not another place to just divide people. Right. I found I, I learn more from people that are not just exactly like me. I, I, I benefit more from people that I, I can't grow if I'm mm. around people that are just like me. And right. so I want to learn from and, and experience that. And so now you mentioned about having a, being a father. What is it like being a dad? Oh, it's awesome. Yeah. yeah that's yeah. awesome. My son, Carson, he just turned 14 uh-huh. yesterday. Um, he's growing up, mm-hmm. preteen. He's a pretty good basketball player. Wow. Uh, they had a game last night. He um, did pretty good on the court. However, they didn't win. Right. But he played hard, played yeah. the, a lot of minutes. Mm-hmm. And um, he, he's a good kid. How good about, kid. Now, would you recommend him going into law enforcement? A lot of people don't. They say, well, no, <laughs> yeah. no I, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't sell law enforcement. Right. I, I would want him to do something different and be a little better or have a better pr- profession or a different profession than what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, law enforcement is not for everybody. Yeah. Um, you, you have to be yeah. a, a special, it takes a special person yeah. to do it. And, yeah. um, you're, you're not going to be rich. You're not going to be poor. You right. just have to work. You right. got to work hard. That's you can right. live, but you have to work hard. That's right. Yeah. And I, I would think too, that you have to be, you have to be very aware of your surroundings. You know, I, I knew a guy that was, uh, that was I think, a, a, some kind of a special agent or something. He used to say, when I walk in a room, I can't help it. I just assess everything around me, where the door, what's going, who's coming in and out. Uh, and I would think you almost have to always be on guard. Or yeah, this is very true. I mean, I understand that yeah. what, he, what you yeah. were saying because when I walk in a room or a restaurant, even mm-hmm. like when I'm – not in uniform. I always sit with my back to the door, mm-hmm. and I'm always like scanning, analyzing. So you're always, yeah. always, you know, on your. You're having to be on on your yeah. um, P's and Q's. And I don't know. know if you saw that or not. Did you see that video the other day? There was that shooting of this church, uh, where there was two security, and this guy pulled out a gun, and he could have really done some harm. Uh, unfortunately, one man did die, but. Uh, there was another guy that it, within six seconds, this guy was just trained by law enforcement, and he was so, it was impulsive, it was instinctive, 
And within six seconds, he already responded and took out the shooter. Right. And and I thought, unless you do that day in and day out, and that's just who you are, most people would never respond that quickly. That's true. And that's there'd be very a lot true. more damage. That's very true. Yeah. And so that's, that's really one of the reasons I appreciate People don't realize sometimes in churches, it goes under the radar, but there are more incidences in churches that get reported. That's, cor- uh, that's correct. Yeah, shootings and, and, uh, and violence, and, and it just doesn't get— it, it, you, we hear about it every now and then, but we have it here, and I think your presence makes a big difference. All right, well, there you have it. That is part one of Bill's conversation with Officer Kevin Baldwin as we continue our Back the Blue series. Part two, the final part of this conversation is coming up next, and it is one that you will not forget. It is so good. I promise you, you don't want to miss this one because not only are they going to talk about cool stuff that Kevin's experienced and get his insight on some things, but you get to hear a really just crazy story about this guy who got tased, who was just tweaked out on drugs, and I, I'm not going to spoil it for you. You just have to tune in yourself. You just got to listen to it. It is so cool. It's just a crazy story. So make sure you hit the subscribe button so that you get notified when that episode drops because I promise you, you do not want to miss that conversation that Bill has with Kevin. So make sure you stay tuned. Hit the subscribe button or if you're on YouTube, hit the bell and subscribe so that you get notified as well. And lastly, make sure you check us out on our website, bpleadership.com, so that you can learn more about what we do here at BP Leadership above just this podcast. Make sure you check us out and remember that this is where real leaders are made. We'll see you all next time.